The Root of Truth exposes lies in every part of life, on every side of the political aisle, both Democrat and Republican, including self-proclaimed independents. Here's the deal. All sides have some truth, but the truth is spun to propagate the lie that they're devoted to, and that includes those who are well-meaning but don't consider the Root of Truth as the foundation of all truth. Stick with me, and we'll get back to this. Kid, and this is the Root of Truth podcast. Since this is the first episode, I'll give you a little background. I live in Northeast Indiana, having moved here with my family about 55 years ago. I'm originally from East Kentucky, Little Mug Creek, uh, to be specific, in Floyd County. I'm married to the same woman for over 40 years, and we raised four children, one who is no longer with us. The title Root of Truth was born out of research for cancer treatments for our oldest daughter, Laura, who recently passed away. Back in 2017, we held a benefit to help with the cost of treatment for cancer. I called it Root of Truth, and it was focused on Laura's healing journey. As we researched cancer information, we found that it's fraught with misinformation, outright lies, and greed, and power, which seems to be the underpinnings of most conventional treatments. We also learned that the same situation exists in the so-called natural or alternative treatments. However, we found that there is more truth there and more treatments uh, to really help with cancer and other systemic illness in alternative treatments. But you have to be able to separate truth from lie to utilize it. One of the main things we learned is that cancer prevention and cancer treatment has to be built on truth. That's all that matters. The foundation of it all is eating what is good, clean food, exercising, doing your best to keep toxic chemicals out of your body and to keep from applying them uh, to your body. That's not always as easy as it seems. There's so much in our food supply and environment placed there by people who are greedy, selfishly in pursuit of control over the masses and hidden among truths so that it's hard to always see it for what it really is. This brings us to the root of truth. The root of truth goes back to Bereshith. You might call it Genesis. It's a story of Adam and Eve and the serpent in the garden. Adam was told not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because one bite would bring about his death. He was told to eat of the tree of life, and this is life that means he would live forever. But death came about by believing the lie and disobeying the truth. You probably know the story. If you don't, go grab a copy of the scriptures and read it for yourself. But in a nutshell, the serpent, who is the devil, which means adversary, came and deceived Eve, whose real name is Hawa in Hebrew, telling her that she would become like Elohim, the mighty one himself, if she ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and that she surely wouldn't die. Well, she believed that lying serpent, ate of the tree, uh, and gave it to her husband, who knew better, because he had been told directly by the Creator, and he ate. They didn't physically die at that moment, though we know that they eventually did. But their spirit in them did die at that time. Their ears and their eyes became deaf and blind to the truth. And that's the reason the second Adam, Messiah Yahushua, who some errantly called Jesus, had to come and bring life back to those who would believe in him and not in the words and actions of the first Adam, who brought death to all his descendants. Some might be ready to hit the stop button right now and listen no further because of what I just said about the name of Messiah. But please, please bear with me a little longer and I'll explain why. So the root of truth is the root of the tree of life. The only way back to the tree of life is to believe in the Messiah who has come and then become born again from above and regain access. So the root of truth is the root of the tree of life. 
The only way back to the tree of life is to believe in the Messiah who has come. And then in his name, by his blood and the power of the Spirit, become born again from above and regain access. This is the everlasting life that's promised in Scripture. Our spirit is made alive again by the set-apart spirit in Messiah Yahusha, the Master. Now, one is in the position at that point to understand and receive truth that lies at the root of all truth. Pure truth only comes from the way, the truth, the life, the Messiah. In Adam, in our deception, we might get glimpses and we might see some truth, but you won't see the root of truth, and that leaves us in a vulnerable place to be deceived by the same lying serpent, the devil, our adversary. Uh, What we see going on in society today is a clear picture of that. The coronavirus, COVID-19, is a real coronavirus. It makes some people sick, some very sick, and a few will die from it. That's true. But it's not the black plague that the mainstream uh, media narrative makes it out to be. So so then comes the spin. Again, even in those well-meaning, they feel like they have to continue the narrative to some degree because they're afraid that standing completely on truth without any additions or hedging here and there just won't be enough and uh, that you you know have to agree a little bit with the lie enough to be able to fight another day and then hopefully win. All you have to do is look at history and know this does not work. What happens is that the lie is hidden away in the truth and then the truth can't be clearly seen. Fear reigns, especially the fear of death. Fearing death will keep you in a place of reacting to every word that you hear. That tells you that you might die from a virus, an accident, or be killed by someone, or in some way. That is bondage to fear, and it paralyzes you from acting on and walking in the truth from a place of victory. You see, believing in the Messiah, evidenced by a changed heart that loves the truth and won't settle for the lie, sets you free from death and the fear of death. The reality is that we are all going to die at some point. As I said, my daughter was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, a tumor that grew to be larger than a baseball, and her sinus cavity broke through her forehead and pressed uh, pressed on her brain. Cancer is a result of the curse on the earth. Uh, Remember that story of Adam uh, and believing the lie and death coming? There was a curse placed upon man and on the earth. And so that's uh, the cancer is a a result of that very thing. So we, uh, in Adam... We were formed out of the dust of the earth. And then man's intrusion in creation through the fall, through uh, listening to the lies of the enemy, introduced toxic chemicals into our food supply and genetically modified our food supply. And now we reap the sad state of systemic illness, cancer being one of the most prevalent. Laura fought against the tumor for five years after being given less than a year at diagnosis. She passed out of this existence a few weeks ago, but Laura didn't die. Only her body died. The physical body that was formed out of the dust of the earth is under the curse of death. So is mine, so is yours. But the truth, believing in the true Messiah, brings us everlasting life. Your spirit, your soul, who you really are, lives on and is awaiting the redemption of the body. And the wonderful part is that while we're waiting, Laura, as well as all who have journeyed on in belief, is now in the presence of the master in paradise, which is defined as a garden, an orchard, or a park. Now, that is about as good a news as you can get. In this physical life, we all die. Every one of us will have to put off this body and journey on. If our journey is one of belief and trust in the master, the Messiah Yahusha, 
we go to be with him in a wonderful place that is beyond words or human understanding. If we continue in the lie, rejecting the living truth, the Messiah, then we will end up in an eternal state of separation and punishment. The root of truth is also hidden in the social unrest that we are experiencing right now. Black lives do matter, but all lives do. To the master, he doesn't see color. He looks beyond the bodies we live in, regardless of color, because these bodies won't enter into the kingdom of the Father. Men look at color and focus on it for division. Were black people enslaved and treated horribly in prior times in the U.S. of A.? Well, yes, they were. And that is an abomination to our Father and Creator, Yahuwah. But he feels the same about yellow people and white people who were enslaved by others and treated inhumanely. Yet the focus of those who want to sow division and hate and cause us to kill one another is on the color of the skin and not on the sin of hate and violence that is all about stoking fear to control people of all colors. On the so-called right side of the issue, there is a mindset that we just need to get over it. Okay, I do agree we need to move past but it needs to be looked at honestly in order for that to happen. And we never will be able to do that unless we commit to going back to the root of truth to see it for what it really is. The root of truth is the answer, not the spun version to fit a narrative like we've had for millennia. You see, the rejection of the root of truth is alive and sadly doing well even in the professing church. Now, she sees some truth, but that truth is obscured by a refusal to reject the lies that oppose the truth, so even the truth they have has become a lie. These are issues we will explore on the Root of Truth podcast. This being the inaugural episode, I wanted to give you the nickel tour of the format and direction. Listen, I believe with all my heart that I'm saved by grace, through faith. Now, grace is favor, and it is the power of Elohim to deliverance, salvation. Most use the term God, but I want to be perfectly clear. There is only one true Elohim in God, and his name is Yahuwah, and his son Yahusha, and the set-apart spirit of Elohim. The title God is used for all the mighty ones on the planet, but there is only one true one. So grace is the power of Elohim to cause us to be born again into an everlasting hope, a confident belief in Messiah, and the promise of everlasting life that begins at the moment of belief and faith, which is belief in him, resulting in believing the words of his Father from throughout Scripture is our access to favor or grace. The truth of Scripture and the living truth cannot be separated from any other position or statement or whatever that you hear or read or see in the world. I'm saying that the truth must be applied to what you believe about not only church or religion, but also to what you eat, how you work, where you work, what you buy, your political persuasion, health, and how you interact with people. Elohim means mighty ones. The mighty ones are the Father, the Son, and the set-apart spirit. The true Elohim is love. He is the truth. You cannot separate truth from love. I haven't forgotten that I said I would tell you why I said what I did about the name of the Messiah. Remember that I said all sides have some truth, some more than others, but the truth they do have is obscured or not made pure truth by the inclusion of and commitment to lies that are sown among the truth. This is very true in the professing church, the professing body of Messiah. They're right when they say that it is the blood of the Son of Elohim that purchased our salvation. And that belief in him does bring everlasting life, but that, like so many truths of Scripture, are clouded by the inclusion of what is not truth. His name is a very serious example. 
Acts chapter 2 says in the King James Version, which is the basis for most uh, copies of the scriptures used by the church uh, today, it says, beginning in Acts chapter 4, verse 10, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Now remember, this is King James, uh, old English kind of thing that that uh, the King James Version was written in. You know, obviously, King James, he authorized it to be done. They call it his authorized version, as if he, as if he had any authority. But remember, uh, this is not the way they talk, not the language used uh, at the time that Messiah was on the earth. Okay, so now the mechanics of this uh, portion of scripture, there is truth in there. The one who was impaled on the stake was rejected by the builders and has become the cornerstone, and by his name alone we can be saved. But that truth is rendered untrue in that it misidentifies his name. Listen, the, the Institute of Scripture Research, ISR 2009 version, uh, I'm going to read for you now. It restores the Hebrew names of Messiah and the one we have called God and the other people we learn of in Scripture. So here it is with the restored name of the Master, beginning again in Acts 4, uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 10. Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that in the name of Yahushua Messiah of Nazareth, whom you impaled, whom Elohim raised from the dead, by him this one stands before you healthy. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone. And there is no deliverance in anyone else, for there is no other name under the heaven given among men by which we need to be saved. No other name. That doesn't mean that uh, you can decide uh, to call him whatever you like. Now listen. The Messiah was born a Hebrew man of a Hebrew woman and raised by a Hebrew man and was named by the Elohim of the Hebrews. He was not Greek. They were not Greek-speaking uh, or Latin-speaking or Roman-speaking people. The Messiah was not an English man. None of them were. It may come as a shock to you, but they didn't speak the King James English in Israel or anywhere in the Middle East or in the world, for that matter, at the time Messiah walked the earth. The Messiah's parents could not have named him Jesus. That's because Jesus is a relatively new invention as the letter J is a new invention. It only goes back about 600 years. Now, why is this important? Kepha called Peter, uh, his real name, uh, Peter's real name is Kepha uh, in Hebrew, because again, he was a Hebrew man. He said, there is no deliverance in anyone else, for there is no other name given under the heaven among men by which we might be saved. And in verse 10, his name is given when Kepha said, in the name of Yahushua Messiah of Nazareth. Now, this brings the power of the pure truth to what Kepha said. It is in the true name of the Messiah that we can be saved. No other name. And his name, Yahushua, literally, by definition, means Yah is Savior. Yah is the Creator's name. The Father's name is Yah. You can find that in Psalm 68 in your scriptures. Now, in the King James Version, it says uh, it's spelled J-A-H. But again, keep in mind, there was no J at the time. It's a Y sound. Yah 
is Savior. His Father is our Savior, having sent His Son to pay the price of His blood for our deliverance. Now, please take a deep breath and think about this. In light of the root of truth, Scripture tells us that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. The leaven of the lie puffs up the truth so that it's no longer the pure unleavened truth. I'm not pulling this out of my hat. Please be honest. Be courageous enough to take a good look. This information is not hard to find. Look up the word Jesus from the King James Version in a lexicon. You'll see that the name Jesus, it has no meaning. And the lexicon will refer you back to his true Hebrew name. Now, some say Yehoshua, some say Yeshua, some say Yeshua, and some, including me, say Yahusha. And that's where I am now based on you know the more truth that I've found. But this is a walk. This is not a sit down and camp. It is much like the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. They walked and changed scenery and learned new things about their Elohim and had to repent and change. And only two of them of the original adults that began the journey entered into the promised land. They entered in by belief in exactly what Yahuwah said, while the rest of the people out of fear did not believe. Belief will save you if you believe the truth. You can't see the truth to believe it clearly if you hold on to lies. You can't see truth at all unless you're born again from above. Pure truth, the root of truth, is the goal. Because believing the truth according to the Master will set you free. Getting back to pure truth is the key to walking through the muck and mire of the lies that impedes our journey to our destination, which is the paradise of Elohim, where we have access to eat of the tree of life and live forever. Thanks for listening. Hope you will again. 